Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP. We are live Monday, May 10th, episode 430. I'm Lucas, and I am joined tonight by Christian. What up? And Paul. Hi. And Rob. Hi. And Peter. Forever Destron. Hey. So uh, we're going to take you guys on a journey that apparently Zaldron has already answered the question to. So short answer, uh, whatever Zaldron says on chat is, is probably, could potentially be, uh, you know, the uh, the answer that we, we come to. But uh, but we will see. Join us on this, uh, this journey here. You mind if I kick it off? Sure. Well, I just want to start off to say that, Rob, you thought of this topic... I don't know what, like a month or so ago. I like officially it's been on the sticky list. Yeah, I posed it like a month ago. Um, it's been rolling around in my head for probably a year or two. Although, like last year wasn't the good time for this topic because we were all like, we can't see anybody, and like you know we're so desperate. I, did, I didn't want to breach it, but I think this year, you know, I do think TFCon will happen this year. You know, I think the world is going to return a little bit more to normal. You, you know, I don't. I think we'll have a new normal that we'll understand after two or three years. You know, it'll take a while to get there. But uh, all that just to preface with, we understand there's a lot of drama right now happening with the current people that own the BotCon name. This has nothing to do with that. Just just to clear that and get that away. This is the purpose that an official convention and an official club, that's part of the discussion too, used to provide to the fandom do we still need those things? Because when BotCon or more, again, more specifically, it was just an official Transformers Hasbro sanctioned convention. When we lost that and we lost the club, we were all kind of reeling. You know, it it really sucked. And Hasbro, um, I, I saved the clip of it because it has me in it. Of uh, I, you know, I asked Hasbro like, "What are you going to do about this? Um, you know, now that you're getting rid of these these things." Um, and they said, well, we're not walking away from it. And I felt that was a pretty big lie for two or three years. Um, I, and, I mean, I and don't now, necessarily know I would agree with that. Cause like when they, when did they put on that Hasbro con, whatever thing has gone, that was Has-Con. 2018, wasn't it? 18. Yeah. So, and it was 2016. I mean, it was when they told, you know, the whole, all of us there at BotCon 2016, um, this is yeah, the that, letter from BotCon 2016. I'll read it later. Yeah. Um, you know, they said, we're not walking away from any of this. And I don't know what Hascon was, but it was not 
a Transformer convention. It was a trade show. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the topic. Do we still need an official Transformer convention? Do we still need the club? Um, Because Transformers has changed a lot in, you know, those four and a half, five years. Um, And so, yeah, open it up. My my question, just in general, not like necessarily Transformers, but what other properties have their own like official conventions? Like I know He-Man, Star Wars, Power right? Rangers, Star Wars. I mean, Magic the Gathering. There there are so many. Honestly, GI Joe did until the same time. G.I. Oh, wait, no, they had another year. They okay, yeah, they had GI Joe had one more year, and they had a thing going in the nineties that predated fun pub um but it was only for a few years there and that was pointed more toward the 12 inch collectors um but yeah uh i think star wars and transformers are the most like so of those those all start out as like fan run conventions and then kind of morphed into official things or is it like kind of both well, see, that's what's – I don't know about the other ones, but for Transformers, it started off as both a fan-run thing, but it had official support. The world was a lot different in 94. They had an official produced toy, you know, just – but it was a couple of fans, you know, the Hartmans. Uh, John looked up numbers on the back of a package, called them up, and kept calling people until he got to someone who said, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll come. Hey, we got these toys we're not going to make. Here's, you know, and they sent him what four or five of the of the set and said pick one. And he's like, okay, we'll pick that one. He's like, okay, cool. We'll make you some just to have at the show because that's cool, right? Um, you know, that's that's what happened. And they got them for free. Like they didn't pay anything for them. You know, they and just... that's the same time that GI Joe had was doing its original run of of fan conventions, and they had exclusive stuff in the nineties. Same same time period. So whoever they got a hold of at Hasbro, probably involved on, on that side of things too so it's the celebration at star wars was a fan run thing too but it it was so big even that first year that uh it very quickly became an official thing too well star wars is a much larger property than transformers and always always has been and will always be i think things like this have to be sort of homegrown to start you know like no no brand wants to like toot their own horn that much to be like we're gonna do a, our own convention and then no one shows up because it's not a fan run they, they didn't do it right because they don't Has know how to speak to people cough yeah, there you go. Cough. Has, yeah has oh there exactly. you go but that that's not a single yeah. brand event like yeah. you said that was a no but that was campaign. that was the that was the 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 company saying look at how cool we are we're gonna do this cool thing for all you guys and then no one showed up well, yeah, it illustrates why it's a bad idea. And most of these things are, are homegrown, like I said, because that's where the support comes from. It's it's a it's a but that then the money comes after they, they do a good job and then everything kind of gets shifted you know, around. But. And what's important to note is how goddamn unprofitable running a convention is for almost everyone. BotCon and Oatfuck, as it came to be known in those couple of years when BotCon did go back to fan only, um, when Glenn was running it, um, the show just leaked money. There's credit card debt is the story of those guys. You know, it was not profitable. 
Um, there was Slagacon that ran for three years, you know, uh, kind of in my area in like Indiana, Kentucky area. Um, and I'm in Tennessee, but you know, it's close enough, right? Like that, that was just nothing but a cesspool of money losing out. Um, I know Shardicon was really successful, but like, as in like people really liked it, but I know they were worried about the finances. They tried to find another way to finance it. It didn't work. Show never came back. It right. Did, though. Shardicon? Yeah. TFCon came in and took it over. TF, how yeah. Oh, happened. Okay. Like TFCon is the only long running, you know, Transformer fan show that wait, put that wait, puts on a notable wait. show. Sorry. Okay, I, mean, I was going to say. Because there's, like, there's DairyCon. That was going to be my mention. Um, there's Fairy. one in the the Northeast. Our friend Ben runs it. Cybefest. What? Oh, in the north in the northeast or I, I thought north northwest is Cybecon. Oh, okay, Cybefest. sorry. Maybe I've completely forgotten where he lives. It's in like uh, Kent, Washington. Okay, my bad. What about um, TF Expo? Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah, Rob. Is that one on the I, I don't know. Is that is that even in the US? I don't think we've ever heard of that one. You know. <laughs> but I I, mean, I, don't I think, know, I, you know, think you I think it's the that. people that the people that put these on like do it for fun and they're not necessarily like th- their goal is not to make it profitable. And so in by a transit of property, they become not profitable. Like they can be profitable if you want them to, but you have to, you have I to think kind it's of, hard. I mean, it really depends on the show. It takes like, most of the it small takes... shows are probably not necessarily profitable, but I, I would assume that like, as you're building your audience, like, you know, then you're you're going to run into that type of thing. But yeah, there's a lot of things where, you know, people don't realize how much overhead there is uh, for all of these and just how much money there's involved with like the convention space and all the, you know, having to deal with all the vendors and the security and the guests and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it just goes down the line of, of you and, know, all the different things. And you have to pay that money up front. A lot, or not all of it, but a lot of it. Like if you want anything there, merchandise wise, obviously you got to have to pay for that up front. So you're guessing at how much you might sell, right? right. Um, you know, if you need convention space, you usually have to you know pay down, you know, to get that. If you need to rent stuff, you know, like tables, you know, booth setup, equipment, you know, like it adds up. And you can't tell these people, well, cool, we'll pay you three days after once I've gotten everybody's, you know, the walk-in fees. <laughs> like, nah, that ain't that ain't how it works, bruh. Um, right. So, so they're hard to run, you know, that's as, I mean, I could I griping everyone's about, having, everyone's having fun at conventions, except the people that are running them, <laughs> right? Like I could gripe about fun pub and I could even gripe about TFCon. Um, but for all their faults, they ran successful shows and, you know, and if Brian of fun pub wanted to keep running the show, he could have kept running the show. Right. Um, like from a finances standpoint. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're losing money and we have to quit. That's not what happened there. Um, you know, again, TFCon, not only Cape has been running a long time, they've expanded to, you know, they were doing two shows in the U.S. plus the one in Canada, right? Like, that's, that you know, that's growth. You know, they know what they're doing to some degree on that side of things, um, you know, for all their faults and the complaints we have. And, and that's the thing for me now, you know, I have to preface that I never went to BotCon, and that's why I'm having all of you guys on the show, like I've went to TFCon for you know five years, six years now, whatever it is. Um, but uh, but I never I, I was gonna go that first year, like the last year of BotCon, 
and you know didn't didn't make it so um but from my perspective <clears throat> you know just knowing how much there is to running a convention it's definitely a labor of love uh for those people that are running it and so that's where i appreciate the people that want to bring it back and want to do it and all that and and want to provide an alternative to tfcon because you know the way that tfcon runs a show is not the only way to run a show and so i think it's it's kind of nice to at least have another outlet for for fans and so that's where you know from from my perspective but then you know i'm <clears throat> i'm not really involved in a lot of the drama just because i never went and you know i you know i i know uh you know some of the people you know running it but it's not you know i'm not close friends with all of them and, and all that so but uh but yeah no i do appreciate them trying you know bringing this back and and i'm really be interested to see what they do bring to the table with with the new show well the new show isn't going to be an officially transformed convention uh, at least not anytime soon right so it will not be what botcon came to mean to those of us that went to it during the fun pub years right it'll it can't be that so to replace what used to be there a lot of people put a lot of stock in the name I put more stock in, in the experience of once I'm there. The experience I got from the old BotCon, the old official convention, I get at TFCon now. And part of that is my personal journey as a collector because I'm very distanced from retail toys these days. Like, like I still buy a little here and there, but I don't buy a lot of it. And that, like... The first reason every, almost anyone goes to BotCon or went to an official show was the toys. Let's be real. That's what, like, you're like, oh, I have to go because I'm going to have to pay triple on the market later, which, you know, later on that wasn't, that was rarely a case, right? You know, just, you can point out some exceptions, but, um, you know, you wanted the toys because we're collectors. And that's what got you in the door. And then after you go to a few, you're like, this is awesome. I'm hanging out with nerds all weekend. The toys, for everyone in our group, like, that the importance of that kept going down right um it, it was still there but it was less important you know then that's why a lot of us did transition over to tfcon as you know because it's the second biggest show um as something to do and now it's to the point where even if hasbro did something i wouldn't feel like oh i have to go to that or oh finally there's another official show again no i mean because i i get that camaraderie that hanging with nerds and you know a dealer room full of toys at TFCon, and I'm I'm very content with that. Other people, please speak to your I mean, experiences. I think, I think you're you're 100 right that if they do their BotCon in 2022, like they're saying, you know they were going to do 20 or 2021, but obviously you know COVID affected that. You know it's not going to be an official convention, but there is a chance that like the allure of the botcon name and just like kind of the nostalgia of it might make it a successful first go show. And maybe they'll be able to go to Hasbro with those numbers and maybe, you know, start the conversation. It might open the door to returning to form. It's hard to do that when you haven't done a show before. You know, they may, Let's just say that it's wildly successful. Like they have to book extra hotels. It's like, let's say it's as big as a regular TFCon these days or bigger. You know, they could, 
if they could illustrate that to Hasbro and Hasbro was like, you know, we, we kind of, we're not going to do anything. Maybe we should revisit. This team looks like a good partner for us. Maybe we should do it. You know, like that would be, They're I think that in business with a couple members of the team. There you go. Just saying that that could be, it could be kind of a longer game. You know, there could be a plan in place, like a step-by-step process. And I, I, I see a way to getting back to being an official convention. So, Potentially. you know, a, co- a couple of things, too, is is that, uh, you know, being in an official convention is there's restrictions that you're going to have by partnering with, you know, a corporate entity. So we don't know what those restrictions are necessarily or, you know, will be. But it's one of those things where if you're running your own show that's unaffiliated, like, I mean for the most part it's it's your show and you don't really have like it's it can be yours and and you know however it is there may be certain restrictions that you have with like guests or whatever and you know things like that but like for the most part like what you plan for your show is is your plan whereas you know anytime that you're dealing with you know a corporation there's probably things where you have to check with them on you know like you know different things and whatnot so i i don't necessarily want to speculate on on that but i know one of the things was is like with botcon i think um they uh couldn't have third party i guess at the botcon right like the last couple things or like it was frowned upon type of thing or was it yeah no like it they tried to get it out of the dealer rooms and they pretty much did i think okay i can't remember Initially yeah, it did, and then it just crept in, and then retailers were refusing to not have third party after a while, and that went out the window. Yeah. You know, I think I always felt that that was a really, like, I understood it, but, you know, it puts that corporate feel on things. And then, you know, that's one where, you know, obviously FunPub versus TFCon, you know, FunPub said, Okay, we're going to do it. You know, we are the licensee holders. We're going to do it. But Hasbro approached TFCon, <laughs> and TFCon's like, nah, no, nah, we love third party here. Like, we'd love to still have Hasbro come and be guests, which they did at the time. And but they're like, we're not, we're not changing our convention for you know you laying down an ultimatum. And so Hasbro walked away. Um, well, and, and didn't Hasbro used to give like put up front some of the money for the botcon sh- events? Like oh, at yeah. least to book the book the space. I don't know. You know, I don't know the business yeah. side of it, but that's what I've heard. I have no idea. I, I don't. Well, I don't know either, but I believe so. I mean, if if I was footing the bill for the show and it was the official event for my brand, and someone and it became a magnet for unlicensed product, I think I would have the same response. I'd be like, No, no, no. You, you're already leeching off of me. You're not going to leech off my event as well. So no, I mean, if you got the purse strings, you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Right. And yeah, that might that that might be a differentiation on you know an official convention. I wouldn't be surprised. I I think it's okay. You know, they, it helps. It would it gives a fine line in the sand for TFCon or whatever exists currently. And you know, if if there's an official convention, but that whole thing is really ugly and sticky, and maybe Hazard just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. You know, they they, they kind of don't. By the way, a wild Duron has appeared. Hi, Duron. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, I 
have been apartment hunting and I caught in on the tail end of a discussion and, and know that it's convention related. And I'm like, Hey, I have some thoughts on that. So I figured I'd drop in. I don't know what you guys have been talking about in the last probably 20 minutes. So, uh, forget rambling like normal. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas, he's not, he's not on this. Oh, there he is by himself. Are you messing with that? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, we got six of us now, so. Don't you worry, Paul. I got to figure it out. So I think there is a need for a new show, a new Hasbro sponsored official show. And here's why I, I went to numerous fun pub shows. I didn't go to any of the ones before that because I was young. I was 13 in my first show. And then I went to the last one at uh, 16. I've also been to a lot of TF cons and TF con is the same show every time which is good and bad but i was talking to lucas about this topic over the weekend he, he was trying to figure out what the difference was between botcon back then and tfcon now and to me it's like botcon was always this nice polished product production or product you know the, the official backing helps you call that you know, polished uh, <laughs> i did call it polished and then we're gonna like, correct TFCon, you but after you finish fine. that's fine uh, and TFCon feels like halfway between that polish and like garbage basement con. So like dairy con. So yeah, that's how I feel. I, I would like something that is you know, back to being that kind of polish. Um, we don't have like the nice at TFCon, you know, like here's a box set with foam and that type of stuff. You know, the, the third party companies do their own exclusives that have their own packaging, that type of thing. Right. Um, but BotCon had plenty of technical issues sure. and credit card processing issues. That's, and yeah, I never, I never actually faxed my application into. Uh... <laughs> well, we can talk about that. But yeah, I'm talking about the shows, like the weekend of the show. Like all the panels were fun. They always had like special things to do. I even missed the casino night stuff. I mean, who else can say they played casino night was with Gary Chalk? You know, I did. I played blackjack with Gary Chalk. It was fun. It's, you know, it's that kind of interesting stuff that you don't really get at TFCon because they always run the same panels year after year. It's the same stuff. You watched soccer with, with Alec Willows at a bar eating pizza. It was hockey, actually. Was it hockey? And, and he called it soccer? And you had, you had no idea who the man was. What a tale. <laughs> Somebody else we know was also there. And had no idea who that man life. was. <laughs> so weird. Uh, but fair, fair. There are similar, there are similar experiences there. You know, I, my thing is, is that, and I and I commented earlier on the show uh, before I've actually popped in here. Um, honestly, I think in the modern fandom, conventions are not necessary, and uh, let me tell you why. Uh, as far as number one, what are we? What brings us all here, mainly? Toys. Toys. And Pulse is giving us those now, for better or for worse. Uh, what we sought through Botcon in those toys, uh, uh, and actually way more if you really look at it. Uh, as far as yeah, stuff like that. I mean. I don't have many toys left and I actually have that toy, you know, it's like, and as far as the fan experience goes, 
I mean, I've got a lanyard thing over here that is so full that I'm surprised half of them don't fall off the freaking wall right now. And I know some of you got way more than I do, but you know, between TF cons and bot cons and TF expos and slaga cons and, and everything, me personally, I've been to so many cons, the con experience it just doesn't have the allure to me. I can I can understand younger fans, the allure of a convention for a younger fan. I can I can understand that. But once you go to so many cons and so many panels and hear the same stories over and over and over again, it just loses its magic. That's subjective. And to me it does. To well, me it does. That that was uh, one of the things I brought up too about Bacon and the fact that it's been gone for a little while is that the people that care about Botcon, how many of those people are you actually gonna get like off your couch, drive across the country or whatever, or fly or whatever it may be in order to go? Yes, there's super fans and all that. Like I agree, we're probably different than a lot of a lot of people. Um, but I do wonder if there is a certain percentage of that, of the people that, you know, really were excited to go to shows in their teens or twenties. And now that they're in their thirties and forties and have other priorities that they're like, well, or if there's toys, but like what Duran opened up there with is kind of like the money shot, right? Like that I was kind of building up to. And that's why I think the club is a part of this conversation as well. It's because the club get there too. Like, used to give us a lot of exclusive toys. And, you know, and that's what the convention was too, was this big box set of toys. And what we get through Hasbro Pulse these days and through the Selects line replaces a lot of that. In some cases, supersedes it. Like the, um, oh crap, I just blanked on the name because we're talking about it. But that Megatron, Super Megatron, we would never have gotten Super Megatron at a Fun Pub convention. Like, they did some pretty cool stuff with the uh, pretender shells and like the thrust that had the remolded wings are right. Like, I mean, I guess never say never. Right. But that was pretty yeah. unlikely to get something that far out there. Well, that was they Japanese. Would they would have recolored a rack tonight. They would have recolored rack tonight as super Megatron and said, Oh, this is how he would have looked if we'd been allowed to something, something. <laughs> they gave us a list. We picked off the list. Yeah, there you go. Super mega rack tonight. And then there'll be a really iffy comic to explain why super mega ractonite needs to be a thing and then people will fall in love with it and then they'll all be on clearance (laughs) all right so i want to talk about the the pulse and select stuff too i think if there was still a club or still a convention selects wouldn't exist like it does because i think that stuff would just come as part of the club or as part of the convention but since it doesn't they know there's still fan demand for that kind of stuff and they just make it which is great i'm glad we're getting it i'm just saying that if there was still a show or still a club we would get it that way instead i think, I think that's that, worse i think the demand think it's better i would say the demand for the select stuff is not as high as if it were bot concepts if it if it was combined if it was connected to a club and had that sort of I wish we had numbers. Label. I wish it. if we had well, numbers, we could quantify well, that. But but I, I, I disagree, man. So many things sell out. If they were to put it in a nice foamy box set, if they were to still 
Hasbro could put, you know, all the MicroMaster, all the the pursuit of whatever the hell <laughs> Odyssey collection, or Seacons. Why would anyone want Seacons? No one likes the Seacons. But um, I mean, for us, we do know Botcon sets. You know, they were usually around two thousand. Yeah. Right. That's the only number we know. I think. I don't the think limited we know, like, ex- The limited exclusivity is, I think, uh, the biggest thing. I mean, yes, selects is somewhat limited because the only way you can get it is like through certain outlets like pulse. Um, but yet there's, you can well, still go. I, I mean, some of my, some of selects, it sells out. Some of yeah, it doesn't. Some of my selects, I went to my local comic shop and played, re- paid retail for it. Yeah. What, yeah. what I'm saying, there is not a, tell me an, a selects toy. That's, that's not a retailer exclusive. That is worth like more than 5% more than it was at retail. Well, some they haven't really been around, around as uh, long enough for a lot I mean, of them. some well, of the Botcon stuff, stuff was immediately how worth long it. It's set out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was immediately yeah, worth absolutely. it. Absolutely. How what's how the, much is a conehead set worth right now, and how old is that? Wasn't that Shattered Glass two pack? Didn't it sell out and shoot up in value? Yes. Like, I, I don't pay a lot of no. attention to it. No. From what I know now, you can still get it. Legacy printed. Ooh. What's that? What is that? Peter? Repack a bunch of junk. From this is when FunPub repacked a bunch of their limited exclusive junk, put it in a nice foamy box, and resold it to us. <laughs> and someone bought so many that he ended up with a case and has extras that he can't sell. What goober was that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's ashamed of himself and like probably learned a lesson and changed uh, their buying habits because of it, right? Probably learned nothing. Uh, probably uh, lives in shame for a thousand different reasons every day. Uh, yeah. And once a show, once an official show, but not a botcon for reasons. I kind of agree with that too. I, I really do. Like I said, I, I think the changing of the guards, show. let the old name yeah. be done. You know, at least as an official from- show. You know, from homebrew botcon to OTFCC for a little bit, which was cool, and it changed to corporate botcon. I think there's room for a new iteration to come along. I don't want homebrew. I don't. I don't need you know super corporate like Hascon. That's absolutely the wrong direction. But there's got to be some sort of middle ground there that's better well, than TFCon. There for a short while after after the botcon name was supposedly up for sale, a lot of people were saying you know, asking Colin to go in, swoop in and buy the license and rebrand TFCon USA as BotCon. And I, I was one of the ones that was saying, no, I I really don't think that should happen because essentially, like you said, you know, I mean, I'm not pooping on TFCon by any means. It's, it's a great show. Uh, But it's, it would essentially just be TFCon with a different name. And that's not fair. It, it's not fair. It's not. Uh, I, and I, I really think the botcon name should just just die. And and, and 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 that's not because I hate botcon or anything like that. I that's just my personal feeling is that we don't need botcon anymore. Um, and and TFCon has its own brand and its own image and its own thing that he has worked Again, I have issues with the way Colin does some stuff, but like he has worked hard to Absolutely. make it what it is for lots of times, and he's Absolutely. proud of his name, and he should be. You he's know, busted in that ass. respect, he's busted his ass for it, and it shows. And 
and TFCon is great because of it. Um, There's no reason to conflate the two. No. And, you know, if you want to go to a big Transformers-themed convention, I would say go to that. And leave the smaller conventions like TF Expo and and DairyCon and all these other smaller shows, PFCon, you know... (laughs) Um, leave, leave a space for those guys, you know, to, uh, to come out there and, you know, who knows, maybe they'll grow, you know, and, uh, and <laughs> maybe they'll nice. grow and, and become as big as BotCon someday. That would be great. But, you know, the fan experience, and, and this is my experience, uh, and, and your guys' mileage may vary, um, uh, you know, um. You know, it's like on the back of a package, it says product may vary. My particular view on it is that I have had the most fun when I've went to small conventions. Why? Because the guests are way more accessible at small conventions. Uh, you see a smaller group of people and are able to have fun with, uh, with a smaller group of people. Whereas if you go to TFCon, like almost all your friends may be there and you just don't get a chance to spend, you know, you might be lucky if you see them in the dealer room. Oh, Hey, I haven't seen you in for years, you know, go up and, 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 you know, bro fist and, and hug and, and go, uh, go on. And you don't get to spend time with somebody you might talk to online, you know, from time to time. Uh, but at a smaller con, I've had time to stand and talk with, uh, you know, fellow collectors and fans uh, on a more personal level, you know, and I and I enjoyed it more. And that's just my experience. Um, you know, maybe you guys do like the the larger experience and and everything, and that's fine. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, that was that was a lot. So, uh, Rob, you and I met at a botcon. We've talked online before them, but you and I met at botcon 11 years ago. We've been friends ever since. 11. 11 dude 2010 like i i wasn't at 2010 oh well, wow. i miss you at some other time <laughs> i just assumed I, you were there the that's the one i missed because my stupid daughter was born on the thursday of botcon oh, that's, that's right. yeah, i know i just showed I, up anyway <laughs> so when did i see you 12 maybe dude it all runs together i no longer remember when people entered the Katamari of my Transformer friend circle. Right. This is and this, <laughs> ladies and right. gentlemen, are why is why you don't do illicit drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of time to meet people at at Bacon. That's where I met most of my Transformers friends. There's at least plenty the first batch. There's plenty of time to meet your friends there too. <laughs> I just said that. That's what I said. He said M E A T. A T. I mean, I guess you uh, do that there too. <laughs> but yeah i mean i think that the experience of uh you know hanging out oh. with with friends you know face to face is just it's it's a different experience in doing it virtually and i think that it, it's something that i would definitely recommend you know going to conventions and whatnot if you have the ability to do so just because it's a really fun experience and a lot of times online there's just so much you know vitriol and and whatever and outrage and it's like you just don't get that at you know when you're face to face with people it's just a lot of fun it almost kind of like recharges your batteries 
Um, and, and I agree with you, Duran, that like every show is a little bit different. Like, you know, you've got comic cons that have, you know, a hundred thousand people versus, you know, the TF con that have, you know, thousands of people versus, you know, some of the smaller shows that have a few hundred and every experience is completely different. Um, and, and they're all fun. And so that's why I think that there's, there is room for, you know, all these different types of shows as long as like everybody's not putting on the same event. Uh, you know, I, again, there was a, a lot to unpack in, in Duran's statement. Um, I don't, there, my convention experience has changed. Like the very first show, I couldn't leave the deal room, right? I was just so overwhelmed. I literally lived in the dealer room. And then I felt really dumb because like I missed some really great panels that year and I missed some cool autographs that I would have want. Right. And so then like I started going to panels a lot and then, you know, dealer room interspersed and hanging out with my friends at night after I started to make some friends. And then over time, like I quit going to the panels as much because how many I can't listen to voice actor QAs about how to get into the business for the 800th time. Right. That wears thin. I don't care if you're an official convention or not. I'm, I'm done with it, right? Okay, that that last time we did it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> um, so my how I enjoy it changed. I still really crave face to face meetings with my friends, um, and whether that's an official convention or TFCon doesn't overly matter. Other than my personal tastes are more in like the third party side these days. Um, and, you know, or the masterpiece side, which never really had a big presence at BotCon anyways, because mostly Hasbro talking about the retail stuff, right? Um, you know, the masterpiece stuff is more done by Takara and, you know, it's just kind of run. And also you, know, you get so much less of it, right? You're not going to get, you know, 50 of those a year, right? Um, so I, even though I'm, you know, I've been to a lot of them, I'm a lot more jaded on the hobby than I used to be. Like, I think you are, Duran. You know, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, I mean, I, I admit there there is some jaded aspect of it uh, for me because I'm in a phase of my life as a collector. You know, I'm still a huge fan. I still have lots of friends in the fandom, and I still love the toys. But I'm trying, actively trying to lessen my involvement in just the, the hobby in general. You know, and that's not to say that, you know, that I regret everything and stuff like that. Uh, I, my, it's just my point of view in my life right now is that I have other, other aspirations, other desires that I'm trying to chase, but that, you know, I still, I still have my toys, you know? Uh, but, um, it's, that doesn't mean that I don't crave, you know, interaction with my friends and, and everything, you know, we, uh, you know, of course, COVID has put a, a huge damper on any hope of getting together in the last year or so. Uh, but, you know, whenever things hopefully open back up enough to where we can gather safely, um, you know, I'm, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to going and, and seeing my friends for a little bit. Uh, and that is honestly, for the last few years that I went to conventions, the biggest draw for me were my friends. It yep. wasn't the toys. It wasn't the uh, the panels. wasn't the guests. wasn't even the city location. I could have cared less. It could have been in in South America or something other. If it was affordable for me to go there, 
and my friends were there, I, I would love to have went. So, you know, uh, it, it, it well, one thing you said I, I did want to touch on real quick is that I agree with you on is there was some more enjoyment when the crowd, when my friend circle was smaller. I still want to see everyone though, but it's harder when like a group of 30 is trying to figure out where to go eat versus when it's a group of 10. Um, you know, there's some, and we had some years like at like, you know, some of the very last bot cons and where it's just like, we're splitting into two or three camps to go eat, you, you know, cause this is stupid and you know, yeah. people can't agree anyways, you know, yeah. and it's just like, you just need a couple people just to be the asshole and be like, we're eating here. Who wants to go? And enough people will go. And I know, all right, we're going over here. Who wants to go? And you can reconvene later, right? Um, Rob, you're always good well, at making those decisions. BotCon 2012. BotCon 2012. Uh, Texas, right? Yep. Um, I remember that because that's when I met Paul. And I really embarrassed Paul on some phone calls. And that was a lot of fun. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just some loud, at drunk asshole in a van, right? On the way to the barbecue joint. There, but yeah. I didn't meet Paul. Uh, was, it, was it Hoffbrow that we went to? Was was you part of that group? or? I don't think any of you guys were, were there uh, was part of that group. But there was like 10 or 15 of us. Uh, we all uh, agreed to go to a place. I believe it was called Hoffbrow. Uh, and it was several blocks away from the convention center and we all walked, you know, and, you know, there's 10 or 15 of us, you know, it was a big group, but not, you know, a bus. 15 is manageable. You're, yeah, you're bordering. Manageable. Yeah. But. Um, and you know, and I, I still have a, a memento from that. You know, I found a, a stray brick and picked it up and said, uh, yeah, a stray brick. And I picked it up, and I had this running joke for the rest of the convention. Hey, look, I picked up a vintage broadside off the street, <laughs> so, and I still have that brick. But you know, it's uh, you know, it's little memories like that. But you know, if you have uh, like like what Rob said, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 people that you want to see, you're not going to be able to go eat lunch or dinner with every one of them, you know, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> One thing I'll say, like, I know BotCon, it seemed like, used to always try to plan activities linked to the show. And that's one thing it doesn't seem like TFCon does as much. I know that the You're one right. that got canceled in Orlando would have because it was kind of like in the Universal Village. Uh, but, for, you know, for the most part, it seemed like a lot of the hotels that TFCon does, like, there's, like, nothing around. So, like, if you don't have a car, and a lot of people at conventions don't, like, I mean, I guess you could do Uber now and all that, but, like, you know, there's just not as much stuff within walking distance in some of those places they did in Chicago as, you know, like, some of the others, so... What is that? Mr. Destron, I, I know that you have some pretty unique convention stories, and you've changed how you've gone throughout the years. Would you mind sharing that with us? Sure. You know what I'm looking for in particular. I don't know uh, what you're looking for, but uh, I started going, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll try and you, you can guide me. Okay. You can guide me around. Uh, in the 90s, I was going to Transcon, uh, run by Dennis Barger or Barger. He ran BotCon 96, I want to say. And was eventually banned from the show, but he did his own show called Transcon in 97 and 98 uh, in Chicago in 97 and in Toledo in 98. Uh, 97 was akin to an early BotCon. 98 was akin to uh, a bad DairyCon from the photos I've seen. I mean, I, I went to Transcon. 
I've seen photos of Dairy Con. It looked like a a lesser. Uh, then I went to three bot cons in a row, and then I joined the military. Well, then I was a homeless person and on drugs for a while, so I didn't go to any shows. And then I joined the military uh, because that's a good way to stop your addictions. And I didn't go <laughs> for a while because of that. I did this. There was this place called Afghanistan. They don't have bot con in Afghanistan. Um, and I did that convention a few summers in a row. Oh, gone Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, they did. There was a Toys R Us in Kabul, but it was not an actual Toys R Us. It was a shop that someone had put a hand-drawn Toys R Us logo on the shop door, <laughs> and they sold stuff. Um, not necessarily toys. And uh, and then I went to I went to oh, please tell seven. me you took pictures of that. I don't have pictures of that. It was on a, on a drive and we were moving pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, 2007, 2010, 13. And then I started going to TF cons. So guide me, Christian. Where, what am I doing? So what you told me before was that you used to go alone and then yeah. you got like forcibly absorbed into you know, having friends. I want to hear I went, more about that experience. Okay. I went with family. The first few shows, uh, through, 2002 i went with my sister uh we were in one of the dvd box sets you can see us floating around in the background um and then yeah and i like it's during the glenn hallett interview you can see i'm i I weigh about 100 pounds in the video i'm like as as tall as i am now but about 100 pounds i look like a like a crackhead and uh (laughs) like no joke and uh yeah so i wanted to run by myself for years until 2013 and then Will, our friend Will, saw me somewhere. We were at the Golden Ticket Banquet. And he was sitting across the table with me. And we were shooting the breeze with someone. Um, Sid was there. Joe Diaz was there. And we were all just doing trivia and stuff. Oh, and Brian from Fun Pub sat down and was, like, talking trivia and talking, what do you guys know about this? And do you guys know about G.I. Joe? And I was, like, we were talking about G.I. Joe. So I was giving off G.I. Joe trivia because I might know a thing or two. And then we started doing Transformers trivia and just like, just John and Will, after the dinner, everyone else kind of wandered off. He's like, you're with me and I'm going to introduce you to all my friends. And he presented me to the group and said, this is Peter and you will all be nice to him. Because I was shy. Still am. I guess, whatever. Um, The end. Like, I don't remember much of anything because my brain's bad, but like, Sometimes memories get jogged, and what you just said jogged a memory of us sitting at the dinner table when Will introduced you for the first time, and you just kind of standing there. Like, I just, I have that image in my head, you know, it's like, oh, there's a new person. Okay. He's I had met you earlier in the day, though, because really? you and I, yeah, you and I had been chatting online about the Kentucky meetups on uh, TFW 2005, like a year prior, and I was off on an adventure, and I was, we were at Brett's table. And I saw you because you sent me a photo and you're like, this is my group. When we do the Kentucky meetups, I'm this guy. And you drew an arrow pointing at yourself. And it was like, I okay. no memory of this. <laughs> and then I saw you at Brett's table. I was looking at Beast Wars kid books. He has a stack of them. And, uh, and I was like, hey, hey, you're that guy that I talked to online like a year ago. And you're like, okay, nice to meet you. And you went <laughs> off and kept doing what you were doing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I should and, note that I am also awkward. <laughs> and I was like, Nerds? Awkward? Yeah. No. Right. Right. Wait, so that so was like I... one of my first attempts to talk to somebody, and he's like, okay, cool. Bye. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. 
No, oh, you're, good. So you're good. It turned around. It, it, <laughs> it was a weird weekend. It was a good weekend. I, I think we've actually figured out really the key to a Transformers convention as well. It, because that's like, true. I that's knew Will fact. before any of you guys too, and I think he so, may have introduced me to some of you guys as well. So that's so. Uh, what you're saying is Will is patient zero. I, I think so. I think so. There's a photo of me with Will before we met in 2007, just standing next to each other, like looking at something. I found it on one of the old Botcon pages. What's worse, though, is that there are some people out there that's viewing this or listening to this right now going, who the fuck's Will? (laughs) It's okay. If you ever go to a con, you'll meet Will. He's there. If you've ever been to the Captured Prey booth at conventions, Will was probably there, at least at some point. Yeah. You know, he's helped out a lot. You know, it's back to, to the crowd size thing. That was kind of a relief when BotCon died, and the next year, a lot of us went to TFCon, and it was just so more, much more manageable. But like, I still missed everybody I didn't see, right? And there's there's been some friends I haven't seen in a long time because they only ever came to one or two BotCons anyways, right? They came to or only came to the ones when they're really close and they can drive, right? They they they, they don't do plane tickets, you know, for various reasons, um, you know. So that it, it's it's always that that give and take but i i think you were kind of implying duran that like an official show would squeeze out the smaller shows and and i think i don't think that's the case at all because we saw earlier in the show we were kind of rattling off some of the smaller shows throughout the years those all happened while official shows were going on you know i think the more popular thing is the more popular thing is well so official shows and local shows are different draws and the more fun you have at the big convention, the more likely you're going to go to a small convention that you can drive to. Well, my, my thinking on, on that particular aspect of it is, is that you don't, if you don't have multiple big shows, big draw shows, you give the opportunity for smaller shows to become a big draw show. If that makes any sense. You don't, you're not squeezing them out per se. It just gives them room to grow. I think if there is a big draw show, it gives others inspiration and ability and popularity, like Rob said, to make smaller shows. Because it's one of those always carry the pay local to go to their local small show. Yep. And that's to be different. Like local small shows, you're not going to go out of your way for. You know that that's kind of, and that's why they stay small. You know they don't have exclusive toys, right? Which again, as we've all mentioned, that's the initial get you in the door, right? And then later on, you you come for other reasons, right? But the toys are nice to have, you know. TFCon um, uh, has little... exclusive toys. Yeah, but not everybody cares about third party. You know? Transcon was supposed it... to have exclusive toys. No, I said, I said PFCon. <laughs> oh, right, PFCon. Right. Sorry. I thought you said TF. My bad. I no, thought you P- did too. No, there's no real exclusive toys at PFCon. Like, it's some wacko that, like, ruins all his toys and then just yes. like forces them on people. Those Easter egg paints them. He dunks them in the dunk. Yeah. Makes some weird colors and tells you like Oreos oh. or something. It's, <laughs> so, it's bizarre, frankly. One we're, thing we're that I would like to see with an official show and what is I would actually like to have a little more access to Hasbro directly. I mean, even though yes. you don't necessarily you know, like I, I wouldn't necessarily expect you'd have a lot of access, 
but more than we have. And like one thing that I've noticed with you a can lot chat of... with them on on their web streams, all right, for like the first thirty minutes before they disable it. So I okay. don't see what you're talking about. But remember but earlier I when I said that the is... selects. Oh, you go, Lucas. Oh, well, what I was going to say is is that at the old uh, toy fairs and Comic-Cons and whatever, that a lot of the, uh, you know, people from like TFU.info and uh, Ben Yee and different guys like that would interview uh, the guys from Hasbro. And they still do that, but it's just not the same as what it was like a couple years ago. And maybe that's going to come back. Um, but I always enjoyed, you know, some of that stuff when they would interview John Warden and do a video and, and, and post, uh, you know, kind of like some tidbits on what they're working on for like the, um, you know, like the current toy line and, and all that type of thing. And so like what they I enjoy what they put out now, but it's just not quite the same as what it could be if you had an official show and you could ask some of those questions yourself. I mean, they stopped revealing stuff at the official show anyways. Um, like, yeah, I mean like we all noticed it and we all bitched about it. Cause we're like, you can still do your big reveal at SDCC because you know, we understand why they did that for the big media launch again, as we've had in some side convos, you know, that they're trying to reach new fans and casual fans with their stuff. They don't need to advertise to the hardcore fans. But they should, still should make it exciting for us. And they, they still had some big reveals, but they obviously cut way back. Uh, remember earlier when I said that the selects, the way they're distributed now, were a response to not having a show or club? I think those fan reveal streams are the same way. You know, I think if there was a club, if there was a show, they would save that kind of stuff for that avenue rather than just saying, hey, it's out here. I mean, and I don't, I suspect most of us remember. That first RC headmaster said club in like the product skew or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like it was obviously that was the intention, um, which was always kind of thing building there. Yeah, and, then... and it didn't go anywhere. You know, so like I, mean, I do think you're you hit a good point that I hadn't thought of, Lucas. Though is the one thing that we haven't like you know like toys. Well, we get a bunch of exclusive toys now, right? Like so that's met. You want to meet your friends? Well, there's plenty of ways to still do that, you know, COVID notwithstanding. So, like, that that need is met. Dealer room met. Um, but at least being able to approach Hasbro, we definitely don't have anything for doing that now. And I don't think we ever would unless there is a Hasbro sanctioned show. You know, like, because, like, I remember that Hasbro had a booth and you could go up and chat to, you know, whoever was manning it. And they weren't just, you know, random people. They were people that worked there. It's not like you get good info out of them that First they wouldn't announce anyways. Aaron Archer was at one of those. Forget yeah. the booth. People like Aaron Archer become heroes to people like me because they're accessible and they'll talk to you. And there's the Q&A. Hasbro was at the bar after the show. That's <laughs> what it was all about. It wasn't I the never, booth. I never went to the bar. Oh, I got wasted I wanted... with Warden and Lenny because it was <laughs> Lenny's birthday in Pasadena that year. And I was like, hey, I know you guys from those videos. I want really to nice. tack on to that uh, when there were video game years High Moon was there doing like pre-release demos and we could play those at the con that was always super cool you could talk and, to and you could make your character too. for that game that totally came out yeah it did come out in <laughs> Russia or whatever hey China. they made giant <laughs> giant cutouts of Prowl and Barricade and stuff and that was cool we should have stole hey, there was also that giant Optimus hand from the movie or from Prime from Prime that they had there, and they, they always had the the real prop cars from the movies. They were there. Yeah. There's stuff, you know, cool, the stuff was, interesting the stuff, stuff, was stuff like that. 
it was rad. So That's something rad. that you'll never ever we, get with TF. Weird, weird tangent. How many You're of right. you went to BotCon or, or or Transformer conventions back whenever you didn't know anybody's real name? It's like you'd be in an elevator and and you're like, uh, so, so yeah, who it was just you now? Names. Yeah, it's like, so who are you now? I'm Weird Wolf. Oh, I know you. It's like, it's like first you're saying my name's Duran, and then they're like, Duran, Duran, Weird Wolf. Oh, I know you. <laughs> that oh, I know you. The, you know those of us that have our old Botcon la- uh, lanyards, like you, they printed your screen name on them yeah, if you want. I still have a couple. If you like, want it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, and that was why. You know, no, over time we've abandoned that because, like, who goes to forums anymore, right? Like, I actually still visit forums, but I don't post like I used to. You know, that used to be how we communicated, and you don't anymore. So can I pose a, a what if, what if BotCon issue one? Like, what if Hasbro's like, nah, we're, we're not doing this. It was, it was, we, we want it. We're subscribing to the Duran Times, and we want BotCon to die. So this company of gentlemen, which we believe it's all men, by the way, what if they go to some other companies and see if they would be interested in working with them, like uh, Takara Tomy? What if they are able to do something in Japan Bring and revive Botcon re- Japan? Would you go to Japan for Botcon? No. no the answer is yes! Always! It's always Maybe. yes! No, because I, I can't afford that. <laughs> you know what? I, I would change it to a maybe because I really want to go to Japan, and like my wife would really enjoy going to Japan, and that would probably be a big enough draw to, you know, to kick like, oh, well, we got to, to do it now, right? To, to get it off the ground. Yeah. So like we we might actually try. That might actually be the kick in the ass to to try. That's, so so maybe. Like, I'm gonna go adopt ahead. that one as well. Except I don't have a wife who wants to go. I'm it's just me. <laughs> Trust me, it's easier that way. I w- I would probably if if that was what happened and the, like Takara Tomy made toys, you know, for them that are at the show. I would my ass would be on a plane. I'd be there. Yeah, John, you want to go with me? Let's go. Cool. Be your Transformers spouse. I mean, yeah. If Peter didn't bring the rest of his family, we could be Transformers spouses. Although I'm really promised to Will. That's how it works at Con. It's, it's a <laughs> I have to admit, though, I mean, if you take it to, to that extreme, that would offer something far, an experience far more different to the fans than has previously been offered. Uh, I, I think the closest that we might have even come to that is like the years, like I believe it was 2010, whenever Yoke-san uh, came over from Japan to uh, to sign autographs and stuff, and we got to meet him. That's the that closest we would come to it. That was um, based. Um, and to be able to meet him and shake his hand was an absolute honor as a fan. I mean, if... I know a lot of you guys probably met him and and everything, and a lot of you guys didn't. But for those of you who didn't, it was an absolute honor, you know. Uh, and for those of you who don't know who Yokesan is, he is the guy that essentially designed the very, very what would become the very first Transformer Sunstreaker, and a lot of the original uh, designs he came up with. Um, so. In a, in a sense, he's kind of the father, I guess, isn't he? You know, or Transformers. 
Um, but to be able to go to Japan and I, I don't see Takara being able to offer factory tours in Japan. Uh, that would be a pipe dream, I would think. Uh, but factories in Vietnam. Yeah. So there's no factories in Japan. Yeah. They actually get paid real wages there. One more flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't see that happening. Um, but, you know, maybe having more of the designers and, and people that are hands-on on hand would be more You know cool. that at BotCon 07, were any of you guys there? I was not there. But they did the Hasbro office tour. That was really Peter, cool. And so, Peter and Paul, you guys remember, Rob, you were there too? Great. Yeah. I, I didn't go on the tour. The... I didn't go on the tour, but... I, I went on the tour. <laughs> okay, Rob. You saw the you know the crazy stuff and the prototypes and the what ifs and that they had on display for that. We uh, were going to get an RC. <laughs> now we got a bunch of RCs. But I, but I bet you that Takara would pull something together that was pretty similar to that. They could. They would could. they? I don't know. They, they have. Know. They have. They do it all the time. That's true. They, they had that uh, Cybertron Expo thing a couple years ago. I mean, okay, all the time. But they do it way more often than they it happens in the United done it States for sure. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is let's, that would be let's, let's get wild. It would be cool. And if that if they were able cool. to pull that off, that would be special. And that would be worth trying to make it to, I think. You know, if, if you okay. could do it. You you guys have swayed me on there is something that a has an official sanctioned Transformers convention could offer that we're not gonna get otherwise. Like y- y'all swayed me on that, right? Like it's it's on the fringes of like, you know, important things to me but it would be neat right they they did have some things to do that other people can't do um that said i don't think the current corporate mindset of hasbro will allow that to happen anytime soon as we know it's a revolving door there and you know like again you know that's the way it is until it isn't right you know but you know from what we've heard right now like they purposely move people around on brands they think that's healthy for the brand um so it's always changing so whoever whatever the you know the zeitgeist is in the building at the time about how they should treat conventions changes and and right now they, they want to do everything in-house still um and they tried hascon it was a failure they don't get it um i don't think that they have any realistic like it is fun to play what if paul but I don't think they have any realist. Like they're not going to license it out to anybody anytime soon. If they were even going to do it, I don't think there's any realistic hope of any of that happening. I don't think they're going to run their own thing anymore either. As far as a convention goes, especially not now with COVID hitting. Um, I think the virtual thing they did last year, PulseCon, I think that went really well. And if that became a physical thing, even if we had to share with, you know, some of the other brands, I think that would be okay. I know that sounds like Hascon. But PulseCon was, they really understood who the audience was and then put people on the panels to talk to this, specifically the fans. So I think if they brought that into a physical form, I would be willing to try that. But just have to be careful not to let it grow too big like Hascon did. I mean, what was Flo Rida doing there? What was Chewbacca Mom doing there? No one wants to see those people at a, at a toy show. Don't do it. Chewbacca Mom, be, good lord. Be focused. Talk to the fans. Do stuff that fans want to do. Already forgotten. Save the reviews for that. Who do you think costs more, Chewbacca Mom or Flo Rida? <laughs> I'm sure Flo Rida would cost more, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca Mom was. I mean, she's got to hire babysitters. For... She's a mom. They ain't, they ain't cheap. 
I cannot believe they made a big deal. They made a big deal. So many. I mean, go to the Dude Perfect. And look at the guest list for that. Dude Perfect. Like, who is? I never even found out who that was. Well, he's perfect, and he's a dude. But I, I think I, there's I think several people. A lot of this that I mean, it is hard to put on a successful show, and I think like the Hascon, they put on like they made it too big from what yeah. they should have, and I think that that's a lot. A lot of conventions have that issue: is that you you want to grow organically, like you don't want to like have this huge thing and then just and then fail. Um, and, and so that's the thing that's tr- a trouble with Hasbro, but I, I don't think I, I wouldn't see where Hasbro would actually license out their, uh, their brand to another party. Just like uh, these days, it's just, I just don't really feel like it's going to happen because there's too much risk there of them just having to worry about everything, you know, with, uh, with the way that social media is these days. Um, and at the same time, like a fan convention is probably like on their balance sheet is so low, like, you know, there's, who are they, who are they marketing with that? Right. Nobody. How much, what's the ROI on that? Fucking nothing, you know, versus we can pop a web stream and announce our toys. That's a lot easier. I think it's where it might be more feasible than to do something like a real life pulse con and make us share. That went well, but like imagine. What do you mean, make a share? Reveal. Oh, you mean well, share brands? Share with other brands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, Hasbro wild. has like the hottest brands in the world. Like, let's exactly. let's be clear. There's but. there's room for that, but like imagine seeing the reveal, you know, and like um, Jay and Silent Bob were there, and they revealed the RoboSyn Optimus, and then you got to go over to the Hasbro booth and watch it do its thing, and maybe even try it out for yourself. Like that's a completely different experience than just watching it. I I don't know. It just seems like. There, there's room for something like that to exist. It, it's corporate without being, you know, too large, like Lucas said. I, let's do it. Let's do real life PulseCon. I, the things they did with PulseCon that went well, and there's a lot of things that went poorly with it. You know, it's this mishmash to where, just like I think it was with Hascon, the lessons you can learn from the failure on Hascon and for the parts of PulseCon that did not go well the people that learn those lessons are too quickly out the door to grow and learn how to do it right so that they could actually get the, a fan convention that people didn't hate and felt was worth their time and worth money. Because don't forget, Hascon also costs a lot of money and you didn't get toys. And then they gave half-off tickets. And they gave all t- the tickets away for free. Well, they, they did half-off sales, but if you'd already paid full price, you were fucked. So they punished you for supporting them early. Like, that what the hell are you doing? Bizarre. That was just that's a that's a, that's a kick in the groin, um, but like you know the, the, all the lessons learned are just they're gone now, and now you got new people there, um, and then you know by the time as long as it takes to put this stuff together, you know Fun Pub would talk to us about it like how whatever the next convention is they are planning it like the year before right trying to get it to happen especially trying to get toys produced right there's a long lead up to that. Um, and it's just it just takes so long. I don't know if the current what we've heard about as far as turnover or not not necessarily even turnover, but just moving people around in Hasbro allows for that to happen. People just shifted too much. I think then you end up with people like Mark being in charge of the whole thing. Is is Mark the dude that pulled the toy out of his beard? 
Yeah. That guy's awesome, and he's the only person on the current brand team I like. Because <laughs> he, he cracks okay. me up, and well, he seems like he, he's actually into it and not and just – not just, you know, reading the cue card or, hey, I'm Kevin Smith and they paid me to hype this toy. And I actually like Kevin Smith for what it's worth. And that was a good marketing move. But that's the point. It was a marketing move. Right. That's not what a fan convention is. It's not a marketing move. And with Hasbro, it would always be a marketing move. And if it doesn't succeed as a marketing move, why are they doing it? And therefore, it can never win. It's already tainted by being a marketing move. Mm-hmm. You said tanked. I did. I don't know. Corporate Bacon, Funko Bacon wasn't tainted by that, I don't think. It sure it was. It was absolutely was. You hate companies just, so much. Just because I'm so much younger than the rest of you guys. I, I don't just, hate I companies. I just think there's a, a separation between we're here by the fans for the fans, <laughs> and that's pure, and that can be a thing. And then there's we're a company producing something to make profit. When you mix the two, that's when things can get shitty. And so it's... And that happened with Fun Pub, because um, there were plenty of times. Like I remember the first time they gave us a three pack, and Brian's like, "Look how cheap they are." He's like, "We can do this cheap for you when we do them like this or whatever." And that quickly went out the window, and he never referenced the fact that he said that. But then they started making the three packs be different, right? Like where it was like the Rainmakers, where they were all actually different. And so, like, and and he's there's quotes from him where he was talking about getting every dollar he could out of something because again, it was a business. If you run a fan convention, you're not profit motivated. You just don't want to go in the hole, right? Um, they put different goals on them, and it changes the aspect. It changes how it goes. I know a guy who still has four or five sealed sets of those Rainmakers. Who would that guy be? Oh, Are they in foam? Are they in a foam box with a bunch of other stuff that didn't sell? Because I no. thought Rainmaker sold, but I can't he sold. But he bought like a bunch of extra sets and was like, I'm going to sell these and make such a profit. And then didn't for eight years. I don't know. Whatever. I got to talk to that guy. He sucks. <laughs> so, but, but my question is with BotCon coming back. Okay. So we know that that's not going to be official. It's not coming back. Let I, I want to make a, I really want to draw that line in the sand. BotCon is not coming back. Someone new is using the name. Someone old is using the name along with other some other people who have been in the fandom for for decades. I know some of these guys and have known some of these guys since the mid nineties. Um, forever, yeah, forever. <laughs> life. Um, and most of them are great fans and great guys, and I am worried about the future of the name of BotCon and about how this is going to work uh, moving forward because like BotCon, this new iteration of BotCon is going to have exclusives and the exclusives are being done by a company that is run by a former Hasbro employee who is not uh, on not in Hasbro's good graces and it's 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 Am funny. I the only one who was severely confused by the past, the press release as to who's putting this on and why and and how it's organized? I'm not confused. I just don't know why it's so convoluted. I I'm confused but, by but that's it. A, that's I, a, I read it and then I'm thing. like, I, I read it and I was legit. I mean, I I literally read it right before coming on and I'm like, 
Maybe I need to reread it several times. Jerron, at at the top of the show, we mentioned that we were that that coming out today and us doing this today is kind of a coincidence. We were going to like move past that for now. We'll save that topic for another day. Well, I don't know if I'll be able to be on that show. I'm just putting my. We're we're trying to avoid the drama uh, with some of that. I I I just don't understand it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Most of the time, a lot of people don't like. You don't know who is necessarily running a convention, and that's probably a good thing. You probably don't want to know who's running, you know, what? running a show because I know who's running things. Well, my my two Colin things. runs TFCon, Fun Pub, and we knew who the Fun Pub people were. Ran BotCon. Um, well, you know, I, I actually have since learned about this TF Expo show, and I know you know a couple of people involved with that. Um, Not everyone I, cares. But we, what I'm yeah, saying is, is okay, so exactly. you, you know the face know. of TFCon, for example, right? Like, you know Colin's yeah. running it, but, like, we don't know, of, like, who the whole group... Like, I'm sure we probably know, because, whatever, we've been to a thousand TFCons, right? But, like, so you mean the people, Royal We? Like, like we mo- the fandom? Like, most people like probably don't know who runs TFCon and if they do they know Colin and that's it like whereas there's other people that help put on the show what I'm saying is is like I don't necessarily know that it's even necessarily important what's important to me is is putting on a successful show you know for the fans it's a positive experience for everyone that goes and so I mean my question just in general with this is is that with what BotCon did before, like before they were corporate associated with Hasbro and, and all that. Like, is there room they were always for associated that, with Hasbro? Th- that needs to be clear. They were always from ninety four on. Always, mm-hmm. it's just there wasn't a licensee agreement originally mm-hmm. because no one gave a crap about this basically dead franchise. Dead franchise. Right. I mean, Gen two was second. I mean, it was dead. Yeah. Gen 2 was dead when they started 94. So this the whole thing was in the toilet and Hasbro didn't care. They're like, yeah, here's here's a high five. Like BotCon of, was it 04? Is that because that's when they had oh fuck 04 and 05? Like BotCon 04 was supposed to be the last show ever, the 10-year anniversary of BotCon, you know, their 11th show or whatever, and that was supposed to be the sign-off for it. And it didn't have Hasbro. Or I don't know, maybe Hasbro was there, but it wasn't an official show that year. No, that um, was... BotCon 04. Yes. Yeah, OTFC 04 was still happening as official. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because then BotCon 05 was the first fun pub one. Right. And Christian's first adventure to BotCon. Yeah. So, like, but BotCon, other than that one year, has always been a Hasbro show and has official toys there. You know, even though they got weird, like the year with Roska, where she painted the blue line on them, you know, and that type of stuff. Um, yeah, th- things got weird, you know, in the Men in Black show that was a train wreck, but they okay. still had an official toy made by Hasbro, right? Dennis Parker. Yep. So, my, my so sorry, is, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Lucas, but like that is, it has always well, been an official show my, with my Hasbro presence providing toys. Again, like, you know, what they brought to the table outside of the toys, like is, you know, because there's, there's other things you guys have told me about these shows that have been a positive experience that is differentiated from TFCon that's not necessarily just about the toys. So, given that, is is there room for, for that show? And is there potential that that show could be better than, you know, whatever Hasbro could give us? 
Uh, Which show? What show? The 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 potential BotCon 2022 or 2023 or like whatever. Better than I'm no. saying. Could that show be better than any of the Hasbro shows? No, it can't. What I'm saying is, can it be in its own space of a differentiated con from the other ones that we've gotten? And is that something that like appeals to you guys, or are you guys pretty much just like, ah, oh, whatever? Like, I'm just going to go to TFCon and call it. A this- I see. I see. I don't know what they could do that would be different enough in the space. If they don't have the license, then they're competing directly with TFCon or on a smaller scale, they're competing with you know Expo or SideCon. And at that point, what what makes them different other than being in a different region? Yeah, that's, just, that's what I want to know. See, they have a name. Much, that's pretty much my thing. Uh, they're going off the BotCon name only. Uh, whenever and we know let's face it we know that they're probably not going to allow third party of any kind there even though even though hasbro is not and and this is just conjecture they might they might i don't know i think they are going to frown on it knowing yeah they're going some of the people they're like they may not say no but even though the dealer room is going to be invite only yeah you know what i mean and and whenever you start excluding people for that reason it's going to already alienate a portion of the fandom uh and i'm i'm this is all conjecture here i really don't have a dog in the fight i'm 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 putting that out there right now this is just my two cents on the matter of whether or not i think the new botcon will be a draw and I am in a 100% agreeance with Christian is that if you can't have offer new panels, new ideas, you're not going to have third party there. Uh, you know, so you're not going to be unveiling any new product as far as that's concerned, which is something that TF con has a, has a draw for. Um, and you're already going to exclude certain dealers. What? I, I don't see what the draw is going to be outside of the name. And, and, and I hate to say that, you know, uh, and prove me wrong. That's all I'm saying is prove me wrong. You know, if, prove me wrong, children. Yeah, prove ch- me wrong. Just because we mind. can't, yeah. we're not the ones running the show. Just because right. we can't think of a creative I- idea or reason for people yes. to get there doesn't mean they can't. Exactly. I'm not quite to prove me wrong stage. I'm show me more. Yeah, and, and right so far I haven't seen any indication that there's something That's different. Okay. And they're a year out. They can yeah. they can hold on. Uh, I, well, they've shown the Waspinator thing, and I, is that related to this, or uh, that's, is that something... that's, that's specifically what I was talking about? The the yeah, uh, and I'm uh, that's something I'm not at all interested in. Most uh, and that's are. just me. Yeah, like I love Beast Wars, and I'm just like exactly. Nah, bro. I'm, I'm just good. a dude in a green suit. Like okay, yeah. It's, I don't know, I, you know, never say never, as you know, Paul does bring a good point, we don't know, um, but I don't think they do either, I think they're still figuring it out, well, um, and, and that's, know, not, that's and, not throwing shade, that's just being honest, right? Yeah, you and, know? and, that, and that's, that's the, here's the hoping that the, maybe they watch, one of them, one or more of them watch this show and see our concerns, you know, and maybe address that in the planning stages of the show, um, my, and that's our challenge as fans is how do you make this new show you're you're attempting to bring back essentially a dead con how do you make it viable again in today's world in today's hobby 
how do you make it viable again? And I, uh, and if you go with the old model of conventions, I, I don't see the draw. And that's just me. I mean, if uh, what what new are you going to add to it, or if it if anything? Um, and I'm not saying you know adding third party and not not, not alienating uh, certain vendors uh, would solve that problem. I could be totally wrong on that. I'm I'm going to admit that. Uh, but you know, whenever you get to the point, wh- what are we going to do? You know, I mean. Uh, you know, Ch- uh, Chad, God rest his whole soul with Slagacon, you know, he threw out a pizza party. You know, I mean, are you going to throw a pizza party? I mean, it's been done. And I have to admit, it was kind of fun. But you want to throw a, a pizza party for five, six, seven hundred people if they show up? I, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, there's big shoes to fill there. I like pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it worked. I mean, it worked. It was it was popular at the show. But. but- you know, again, the, like the point of this show was, can they provide something we don't already get somewhere else? Can, or can an official show? I do think there's some things an official show. Again, y- y'all turned me around. Y'all literally changed my opinion. Yay! Uh, it's just like that stuff's like five, ten percent important to me, right? Like it's not the ninety, ninety-five percent that's more important, but it's there. I, it's there. I do understand your point yeah. as well, yeah. and it's it's made me refocus what I'm looking for a little bit more too. But you and I are different places in our collecting journeys. Yeah. And the, the friends will always be there no matter where yeah. you go. As long as there are friends at the con, you should go to the con. Yeah. But there's nothing what the current BotCon name has that I can't get elsewhere, which is your point, Jaron. You know, no. but like that doesn't mean it will be a bad local Transformer show, right? Mean that at all. It just means it's going to be run-of-the-mill, at which point what – I mean, they're banking a lot on the name, it feels like. Yeah. And that that was my main concern, and that's all I was wanting to put out with this with this this statement that they put out is that the, uh, to me it's kind of muddying the waters already with something that's extraneous that really doesn't add to the show. You know, it's like, okay, why do I need to know this stuff? I mean, I'm like I'm like Paul there. I really don't give two shits who's running it. I really mm-hmm. don't. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yes, we know uh, we know Ryan Savage ran the BotCon uh, for several years. Colin is behind, and that's just stuff that came out, you know. And it's like, oh, cool, okay, that's who did it. Did it? Did did that in, impact my enjoyment of the shows that I went to for years and years and years? No, I didn't give a damn. You know, oh. it was nice to know, um, you know, oh, that's that's who's that's who's running it. Um, it did impact mine. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too much up. There were a few things about how, because of Brian being who Brian is, there were a couple of approaches he took to a few things and a couple of, again, kind of like business in later decisions. Years, yeah. In later that, years, I would agree with that. Yeah. They, they did impact me and my enjoyment of the show. Not enough to not go because all my friends were going. So I'm going right. Yeah. It, you know, so it does matter who puts on the show and how it's run and who's associated with it. Those things are important. Um, maybe not to somebody that is just going to be the casual person. It's like, Oh, neat. There's a transform. You know what they're going to do? Those are, they, they show up at the door around 1 PM, you know, pay the $5 to come in, check out the dealer room and, you know, for a few hours and then they leave. And then that's totally cool. Like, no, that doesn't matter. Um, but when you haven't even launched a show yet, 
you're mired in controversy and you put out a novel trying to explain a network of three different companies to put on a small regional show, you, you have started off on such the wrong goddamn foot, dude. Like I actually don't wish people bad. I don't want people to fail. Um, but it's just like, Jesus, you've already lost and you've already made this so complex and over convoluted from what it needs to be, which is you've already lost just, what the BotCon name meant to a lot of it's people. Just, it's actually, I feel like it's par for the course, man. Like this <laughs> it, is what it's I, hilarious. I, this is what I expect is like some convoluted message that didn't need to be made. Like there's a all. productions <laughs> company that is going to license it out to another company. That, that is my same very person. First, that was my very first <laughs> you know, thought whenever but, I finished reading is, it. I'm is like, like this, why? This show is, you know, <laughs> what now, like over a year out, right? And so that's the thing. Like, anytime these type of things happen when there's not real news, then a lot of times, you know, you got a there, point. There's news, there, there's things that fill in the gaps and whatever. And so we talk about things. And so, like, a year from now, you know, is, is some of those things. You know, going to be talking about about a lot of the people going. I think up what it boils we're down talking about it. I think what it boils down to, ultimately, uh, and and you know the base of uh, of why this this war and peace was written, uh, <laughs> and and how the fans feel about it, and 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 everything. It boils down to one thing: money. And you're like. Why, uh, why is money important? Well, uh, uh, the one thing that made obviously clear in this letter is that a lot of, there's a lot of people that have a lot of financial stake in this BotCon name. And I think that they're, uh, and this is just what I gathered out of this thing. I don't think, need to know that. Yeah. It's not our, it's uh, yeah, their uh, money, not our, we don't need to exactly. know any of this. Exactly. And uh, that's my feeling on it. But I think the reason their reasoning behind it is that, OK, you need to understand this is why we're doing it. But for the most part, we don't care. You know, the fact that you feel the need to have to tell us that. I'm just sitting here. OK. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, mean, I love they, everyone loves Carl, but like, remember, Carl wrote that initial, like, we bought the BotCon name, the, the first announcement from like a year ago before COVID. And like, that was just as fluffy and worthless as this. I'm sorry. You know, like, we didn't need, they're basically just saying, we bought it. We got it. Yeah. And like, they had nothing to tell us. So then yeah. all it did was I generate. Whenever that came out, uh, whenever that came out, I was excited. I was legit excited because in my mind, I was thinking an official BotCon coming back, even though I knew that really wasn't going to happen. But in my mind, because that's what what I remembered from BotCon. You know what? So you fell for the trap. I fell for the trap. but, But once the reality set in, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This can't, you know, this can't be anywhere we near. We talk about this is all about money and them organizing money. If they wanted to get back to the roots of BotCon, it has to be about going into serious credit card debt. And it and can't be about... registration. Well, they're already fact, there. No, no, if we're going to go to the roots, roots, it's mailing in your registration. And, you know, it may be some facts, too. Page sure. in your registration. I, um, I like seeing this time of year, my Facebook reminders, where, like, we're 20, 2008, 2009, whatever... 
where it's like, okay, the club said they're going to post these freaking registrations at this date, and here we are, and they said they're going to post registrations in in March, and it's mid-May. Maybe we'll see them by June. They said it's going to be the week before the show, so I don't know. We're coming up on it. It's always always fun to watch. And and you need to hurry up and get your facts in to get the – first 100 pin first you know until yeah, they made that the first day pin yeah and but yeah, like oh you just keep getting the busy signal as you're sitting there at kinko's because well, who the fuck else has a fax machine anymore yeah. you, yeah. you know like trying to get that shit through okay you know we... or, or somebody posts a hey there's a website where you can do a free fax and so 500 transformer nerds hit it at the same exact Crush minute and crash it yep like and then this. brian is still sitting there because who runs it matters brian is sitting there saying fax is actually still fine because it works for G.I. Joe, where it's like, you know, 20, like 50 year old dudes who don't understand what the computer is. Right. And yes, I'm throwing shade and being an asshole. So, you know, bear with me. It's a I want to throw this out there since it's still early enough for uh, for uh, these gentlemen to actually put together a banger show. Uh, they man. better have this shit like on lockdown right now. They, they, they the whole should. country's on lockdown, dude. Well, what? Uh, but what I'm going to ask is, in your opinion, what is something that they can do right now that would show you that they're on track? I can't honestly point? answer that. We're Master, supposed to avoid have an icon exclusive masterpiece toy. We're supposed to avoid the drama, so nope. Yeah. Also, That's nope. It. That's it, though. It, yeah, nope is my answer, and if you know, you know. Like yeah, that's I, that's what will solve it for. I, I don't the, I don't know at oh. this point that there's anything they can do because they probably are not going to want to start announcing guests and things like that like this early and like a lot of the things like you just can't. It, it it's really hard like until things are done to really put it out there as far as like what you're going to have at the show. So like you yeah, know they, for they example show like me something a in six class or your whatever like things like that like. Like, shit happens with stuff, and so it's like you don't want to actually announce something that you know you can't do, like, a year in advance. And and I think that they were probably gearing up to have a show in 2021, and then, you know, they ended up canceling because of, you know, we still have COVID and, and all that kind of well, thing that we had to worry about. So, like, to, to I your, think it just... your point, Duran, like, if they did want to try something, one is tell some people just to just shut up, dude. Just shut up. Zip. Yep. And then they need to go quiet until they have something to announce. Because yeah, for what talk. it's worth, like social media has a very short memory span. You know, we talk about there's a, you know, and I'm not getting I'm not, something, it stays. But like, I'm not going to get political, but we talk about a 24 hours news cycle, right? Like it's a really hot button for 24 hours and then nobody remembers it because they need a new dopamine hit of a big drama the next day, right? So like, just chill for a bit. Everyone. Yep. And next year, don't say anything until you got something cool to tell. And that that that's how you at least make a show that doesn't get no, boycotted, I, right? There doesn't try to get canceled let, let before it happens. Let me more but, of what I was trying to, uh, trying to get at. I know, just, but like, how could they make a big show? I, I don't think they realistically well, can. And that would be problem trying to do it from the get-go. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just goes back to... Uh, to the question that we that we posed earlier is how can they make the show different and uh, and basically what i was trying to get from you guys elicit from you guys is what is something that they can uh, that they can do that would be different that would uh, that would be a draw 
you know, for me, uh, you know, I'm not going to critique, you know, a custom, uh, you know, or a custom class. Uh, a lot of lot most con- most cons have those, uh, and not everyone is drawn by a con. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, not a con, but a custom. They don't have it like Botcon did, though. On the tr- on the sprue, like fresh from the factory, they don't have it like that. That was pretty tight. No, it's nothing like it. That was something that was awesome the first year, and then you're like, Jesus Christ, this sucks. I so like having my toy pre-assembled. <laughs> oh, sure. It still yeah. was fun. I don't know. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed it. I you always know, did it and hated that I'm, I did it, but liked that I did it. Like, I, I'm so conflicted still to this day. Like, I didn't do the first few years because they ended up not being important, but they started getting important, you know? And then I started wanting to go, like, when they started being different colors and stuff. And so I went to them every year after that, but I always... I don't know. I was always glad I did it, but also I hated myself. That was my did first guys... in-person interaction with you. It was at the custom class in 13 because you were Make sitting... Up your mind. No, no, no. The first time I talked to you was at oh, okay. Brett's table. And the first, my first time, like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Because you were sitting with Black Arachnia and you guys were having a really loud, in-depth, colorful conversation about something. Probably about and dicks knowing Black it, Arachnia. It was, about, it was about wieners and... Uh, <laughs> And wow, <laughs> like, I don't even remember what this is, but I knew what it was. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I, I know that guy. I've, I've talked to that guy. I'm going to talk to that guy later. Uh, apparently end. people remember, you know, a six foot five redheaded fat dude. Like I stick out with mutton chops, right? Like a lot of people recognize me more than I recognize them. And I've learned that throughout life, like not just transformer conventions, but like, you know, and the only other person I think who's taller than me at the show is like maybe Andrew Hall and Carl. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, Carl's taller than me, or or is he as? T- I think he's taller than me. Andrew Hall's like six Carl's eight. Carl, Carl's pretty yeah. tall. He's a giant. Will is taller than you, or the same height as you, something like I'm that. Six five. So Will's, Will's pretty tall, but he's not taller Will's than Rob. Tall. Yeah. It's, it's one of those. It's been if anybody while. is at my height, it weirds me out because I never look at people. I'm always looking down at people. Oh, you thanks. know, both, both. Yeah, exactly. Like both Will, physically and mentally. Peons. Yeah. So, did you, did you have anything, Duran? You posed the question. Did you have an answer? I don't think. No. Didn't I, like I either. Mean, just, just my, uh, just my two cents is that you know, just try to be different, you know. But I, you know, I, I, I'm struggling to sit here and think, how can you be different? You know, what's not been done? Outside I, of what I answered the question. Yeah, outside of what Paul said, I really can't suggest anything else. Hey, yeah, if they did a really cool masterpiece exclusive, I would have to be paying attention, right? Because like that's that's my jam. But even then, I don't buy all the masterpiece variants, right? So yeah, uh, it's just that what I'm seeing so far, I'm not seeing something that would entice me as a as a and as as an increasingly more casual fan. To and uh, to come to this convention, if it was in your backyard and you didn't have anything that weekend, you wouldn't show up for a day, pay the ten dollars at the door, and come in and hang out. Uh, yeah, I'd probably do that. Exactly. But you know, where's the money at? You know, are are, are you going to get your your big dollar pre registers from me right now? No. And I'll be honest, but you know, I, I they just, can't. I don't. They can't start off the big dollar pre register. It's going to be a you know. 
their main cost needs to be the venue and they need to hope to have enough foot traffic to, to cover their, their fairly cheap venue. Yeah. And so the yeah. whole point is they're going to have to start off so small. It will, and there's no Hasbro official Hasbro connection. So it's not going to be at the golf house. <laughs> is it the golf house? Is it? It isn't anywhere. It, it, when, is I starting to say the golf house would be pretty expensive it's at the golf house? They said that last year. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they've at least picked a good venue. Well, let's see if that holds for 2022. Though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I question. Who knows? I, question, I mean, I'm I'm already questioning as whether or not that would be financially feasible. Uh, you know, and I don't even know the, yeah, I don't even know the, the financial aspect. I mean, it just, I don't. I don't. I was gonna say, Drown Nuts should gonna be the know, closest to uh, uh, to the show then, or is is Rob closer? No, Duran's closer. I'm way closer. I mean, I I live in Louisville right now. Uh, although, hopefully, in the next three weeks, I'll be out of Louisville, but on the outskirts. Uh, so still in the area. Yeah, still yeah I'll still yeah. be in the area. Well, I mean, whenever the last BotCon happened in 2016, I lived uh, 26 miles out of town. And I could literally take the interstate and be at the Gold House in less than 30 minutes. So, from my apartment at that time, and so, and it was great. I mean, I got a question for you, Duran. Like, what are the Botcon blues like when you literally leave the show and drive down the street to your house versus like a three-hour, you know, drive you don't have or any a processing plane time? Yeah. yeah, like when you when you get home and sit down on the couch, you just like, like, what's that feel like if it's only been an hour since you were there? You know, that actually happened twice because lexington whenever lexington that was my first was lexington whenever lexington happened i lived 25 miles down the road at that time uh so there was there's been two bot cons i literally lived within a half hour of the show and i didn't stay at the show i I slept in my my bed every night and it it was it was a surreal moment to actually sit down on my couch and open my toys for the first time you know uh, granted the second time happened, I had two house guests that, uh, that was staying at my apartment. So we left the con and we were talking about the con on the way home and we sat around and talked for hours, you know, much like you guys would have when you went up to the room and, yeah, you know, that's that there drinking and opening toys. That was, that was, that was great. But to be able to do it in my own home, that was even better. You know, mm. um, the only, the only caveat was that you didn't expect, uh, about every 15 minutes, you know, you need the noise down. You guys are being too loud. No, no. People coming by the room, oh. you know, oh. making oh. the rounds, yeah. making yeah, yeah, the rounds. Yeah. Um, I will say like for a long time, I left the show on Sundays. And so like that Sunday flight back home, you know, or drive back home was always kind of, you know, a sad, lonely affair. Um, for some of the TF cons, though, they were too far out. Like, it was close enough to drive, but too far to do the same day. Um, unless you just missed all of Sunday, which I didn't want to do. And so it was kind of nice because Sunday night, there's a lot less people there. But usually still enough to hang out. So you get, like, mm-hmm. it helps, you know, slower you down, right? And, like, I, I rode with Orson to, like, a couple of those shows. And so it's, like, you lower down to a bit. And then, you're like, you know, you help, like, pack the truck and stuff, Right. Um, and then like Monday, you know, you get to ride back with somebody to chat with, you know, which helps, you know, lower it down more. And so like those help 
stave off, you know, what we call the BotCon blues. Um, a, will, a little bit, that, that easing I off. I can that, imagine just, here's a room of 30 people every night getting drunk, and then 30 minutes later, I'm at my house. <laughs> yeah. Like, that That would be, that would leave me, like, twitching. I will say, though, the last BotCon, somebody was Typhoid Mary at that show. And a lot of people got sick after that show. I was one of them. I missed, you know, it's like I took off the week of BotCon because, you know, I was I was also a, a, a booth helper with Captured Prey. And we had an event, uh, you know, a couple days before the show and, you know, lots of prep for the show and everything like that. And then after the show. And uh, I know Orson got terribly sick at the show. He missed almost the entire second day. Yeah, he was on death's door. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, so much so that I was pretty much running the booth for him, you know, and it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, and then I really didn't get a chance to have the post-con blues in 2016 because after the show was over, we got everything packed out and taken back to his, his storage unit. We didn't even unpack his trailer. We just literally backed it in, parked it, and we went home because we all felt so bad and then i had to call in to, for work the next three days because i was hurling my guts out and so, uh, you know because somebody brought some kind of flu to the show and was walking around hey how you doing hey, are you sure <laughs> are you sure it wasn't just the fact that they played green days the time of your life as the last song as they closed down the dealer room that. I had forgotten. That might have infected you with some sort of disease or cancer. <laughs> I'm not that sure, is, but I'm guessing. Gross. Well, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure chlamydia was not part of my symptoms. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it, it was, it's, it's a great experience. And I, I have great concerns with the new BotCon that it will, and that's why I don't want it to come back. I don't want it to my my do your own thing. Yeah, I, I forge I, a new path. Yeah, forge a new path. I don't want it to replace what I remember from Botcon. Yes, but, uh, the old Botcon, especially in the later days, had some unsavory aspects to it. But in the end, it was a very fun show that I looked forward to every year. Yeah, it's not going to replace uh, the memories in your mind. It's like those people, oh, they made new Voltron. Now Voltron's ruined forever or whatever. No, yeah. no. I, I agree the memories that. are there. Your heart is there. Enjoy that. Just don't do the new thing if you don't want to. If you want to do the new thing, do the new thing. I want the next 13-year-old Christian to go to the, his first BotCon and think it's the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, Peter's boy. You, you could go to BotCon for the first time as that age and say, wow, it's BotCon, so here, just like the guy did. I, I got a point no one's brought up. What's happening in 2022 with Transformers, as far as we know? Oh, new movie. Is there a new movie? New movie. New fans. New convention. Maybe. Hey, the movie years were always the biggest at BotCon. So yes, we'll yes. the timing is right, is all I'm saying. After a, a year and a half of dismal despair, a great toy line. <coughs> Buzzworthy Bumblebee? Top. I don't know. Buzzworthy Bumblebee is the toy line of our generation. I, I mean, <laughs> hey, no one even knows it's the, still, good. the still unannounced Buzzworthy Bumblebee line. 
Did you know that there was a Bumblebee movie toy line? Because I didn't at the oh, time. Peter is well aware, <laughs> Rob. I know. I, I know the guy. According, according to Schmacks, I know the guy who has the number one collection of the Bumblebee toy line. Is it movie Nick? toy line? No. Oh. No, it's it's not Nick. And I, it's I, probably I, the same Joker I that don't. has all those foam boxes of crappy it's fun pup toys. <laughs> yeah, it's you. <laughs> oh man. That that's the best. Like going back and watching some of those infinity closets where you're completing your Bumblebee movie collection. It's um, not fun to watch that, man. <laughs> yes, it is. It looks so it is because it's Peter, it's fun. <laughs> yes. well, it's Peter's fun. always fun. Thank you guys, but it was yeah, it's it's agonizing. I can't wait to record more. Oh, the my latest whatever video where I was like, oh, I got this Lyo convoy or Leo Prime or whatever the hell. I already had that. Uh, hit, hit me up then. Okay. We All right. Talk about that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Should we do some closing thoughts? It's it's getting late. Um, I would like to close with the the letter that I got. From Hasbro at BotCon twenty. Please don't read the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Cliff I'm read notes. The last a bridge. Last bits. It's really just the last two sentences. Uh, it talks about stuff that was happening in that year, 2016. Some stuff happened, some stuff did. But at the end, it says Hasbro remains committed to providing fans with exciting experiences, events, and new fun ways to engage with the Transformers brand. We look forward to sharing updates with you as our future plans evolve. Thank you for sharing our love for Transformers, and we look forward to seeing you at the show. Hascon. And they did. Family. Uh, family. You know what? They they did come up with exciting... Ex- well, um, they came up with experiences, events, and new fun ways to engage the Transformers brand. That did happen. Just not the way we thought. Right. Was it COVID fun and forced... people didn't like it? Well, Hascon notwithstanding, COVID has forced them to, to change the way that they present things. And it has been fun and it has been rewarding. And it has brought on board a whole bunch of new fans for a bunch of great new exclusives and all sorts of stuff that is really bringing people into the best parts of the franchise for the last, I don't know, however many years. I'm really enjoying what we're getting right now, and they're doing a good job with it. Like yeah. On the one hand, that letter was written five years ago by completely different people that have nothing to do with Transformers anymore. But on the on the other hand, like that's kind of the whole point of me posing the topic, right? Um, yeah. You know, is that for the most part, like I think the club is completely replaced. Um, other than, like, we're not getting that dr- slow drip of fiction we used to get from the club. Um, Which I didn't even care for. Yeah. I didn't m- most people shit. didn't care. I read it. it I yeah. It. I've, I've read all of it and, and some of it was okay. And some of it was not. Yeah. But it was also like six pages every two months. I, I, I can't remember that. It was a lot better when I went back and read it as a whole. Like, like whenever they finished, it's like, Oh, there's an actual story I can remember now. Like it was more enjoyable. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's kind of, you know, my closing thoughts is, again, less about the new people running the name BotCon and more just, do we need it anymore? And, I, again, y'all have turned me around on there are things that they could provide in an official convention and in an official club, you know, like, if they wanted to. But I don't think the fandom needs those things anymore. Like, the main things they provided, I feel the fandom has already covered or that they are covering through pulse and it took them a while to get there with pulse and selects. Um, but I feel that those needs are met. They have avenues in general. It's more approachable and more available and more flexible than the club was. Cause a lot of people 
you know, were upset at having to pay for the club, you know, to get the access to buy it. And now you can, you have to pay for Pulse to get like first dibs at stuff. Yeah. You know, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. You know, like maybe one day they will put that same restriction on it. And so now it's not really any more or less except uh, accessible, except you don't have to buy a whole sub service. Um, you know, but although I think they also eventually fun pub made that where you could just buy the ones you wanted as well or something. Right. I, I can't remember. It, it all runs together. So. Once, so, once everything went on clearance, then it was a free for all. But when you were buying for the year for the FSS, you were buying for the year for the S- FSS. Okay. okay. So in general, pulse is more accessible because it also is, you know, trying to reach out a little beyond, you know, it's here's a, a, a web store you, know, you can buy stuff. Um, so I don't know. And overall, I think what we have now, for the most part is better. And some of that, again, from the toy side, I think it's definitely better. And from accessibility, I think it's definitely better. And from a convention aspect, tainted with my dirty third party love, I enjoy that side of TFCon more than I would the Hasbro retail side, if they shut out third party, which they probably would, you know, so, you know, keeping that in mind is about my perspective. So that's my final thoughts. I'm pretty much going to echo Rob, you know, I, you know, I, I uh, do they do they need to throw on a a show called BotCon? In my opinion, no. But am I saying that they should not put on a, a show? No, by no means. Uh, I don't just particularly think it needs to be called BotCon. I think that. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think they spent a whole lot of money for nothing on that aspect to get a name that really they don't need. Um, you know, if they want to put on a show, put on a show. Um, as far as things that are con- uh, that are that are offered, I, I'm right there with Rob. I think that you know we already have an avenue for those things. Um, you know, so you know, I. I yeah, you know, I'm kind of indifferent as to as to an, a new uh, a new show in its entirely uh, entirety. It's uh, you know what's going to be my draw for it. Right now, I can't even tell you what that would be. I mean, you go ahead and have a show, but you don't need to have the botcon name. That's my thoughts. The botcon name used to mean something, and it meant different things to different people. I know what it meant to me. And I think once it became the Fun Publications BotCon, the flavor had changed so far uh, from where it was in the 90s. For me, this is all just personally speaking, uh, it, it was still fun. I still had a great time. The box sets were often beautiful. Uh, you know, they varied year to year. But but for the people who associate Transformers conventions with BotCon, I think that there's merit in the name. For people who... Just want to go to a fun Transformers convention? I mean, your mileage is going to vary. So we don't need the club anymore. The FSS was always mm, a mixed bag. Uh, I, I echo the the sentiments about the Pulse stuff being just it's superior in almost every way as far as accessibility, character selection, quality. It's Price. it's it's amazing. Price, yeah, it's I, I love it. I lo- and this is something that I was saying. Ages ago, we don't need a, to pay up front for a subscription service that I'm only going to need. I think we talked about this last week, Phil and and Lucas and I. Uh, I don't want to spend 
$400 and I'm, I know I'm going to not want four of the six figures or four of the six sets that we get or whatever. With this one, I can pick and choose what I want. There's no one holding a gun to my head telling me I need to buy all these different things. I'm going to buy all the different things because I have a freaking problem. But the, the old model is not viable anymore. Yeah. I don't know if it's not viable. I just think what we have is better. This is better. Paul, Lucas. Um, I do Christian? want to mention uh, book club this week is going to be RID thirty five and we're, we're still we're still getting last fuck book club we're talking about botcon club we're still getting okay, last thoughts fine. from a couple of people I mean okay so <laughs> for for my perspective on, like, Zal, I never went so I think for me it would be interesting to see a different flavor on a Transformers convention because I've been to a thousand TF cons at this point and so. I would be interested to see something new. And so I'm definitely, you know, interested. And so I will, um, you know, hold my judgment on whether or not I'm going to uh, attend the show or not. Um, and I'll wait till closer uh, to the um, to the date of the show. Um, but it, but it is definitely something that that I'm interested in. So I don't know. I wish them all the best and I hope that they can. Uh, you know, put on a successful show that is going to be, you know, continue for, you know, years down the line because you don't like to see shows that die. So I think it'll be tough if they can't if they if they can't wrangle something that makes them uniquely exclusive with Hasbro and official within like two to three years. I, then I then I think they failed, honestly. Like I think I, I then I kind of think like Duran wins, and yeah, it shouldn't have existed. But I don't want to root for them not to win. I I think they. Sh I feel good about it. I want them to do well. Uh, there's big shoes to fill with the name Botcon. It's it has a lot of weight to it to it, a lot of different people. Uh, so I. I'm reserving judgment until it happens and I'll probably be there if they do it. I'll probably do my best to be there. So I'm not like a lot. Peter's been to a lot more than me, but the ones that I went to were good. And I, uh, you know, I know the reason I'm even on the show is because I went to the right bot cons at the right time. So, um, I feel, I feel good about it and I hope, I hope they don't F it up. Yeah. They that, totally, I, they totally could. That but. last sentence. You, you, you're muted. Yeah, Peter. Peter, you're. You said that last sentence, and then we didn't hear you. Farts. Oh, sorry. I hope they don't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you just made me think of one thing, Paul. I'm sorry to interject at this late, but we talked about it earlier. You know, there's the drama about who's running it, right? And you're like, who the fuck cares, right? The people that care about the name BotCon. I think has a very large Venn diagram overlap with who is running the show and actually knowing people in the fandom. I think that's, that's people that know are people that know. I think people that are more casual fans at this point, BotCon was five years ago. It's something they hear about in tells past and they don't really give a fuck because mm. they don't know who's running it. They're not that tied into it. The name doesn't mean anything to them. The people the name means something to do know about the other bullshit that goes with it. You, you you might be right, but we are all so close to it and so right. in the know on it that you have literally We're, no idea what it's like to hear about BotCon and not have been there. 
Yeah. So we're in our own bubble. Eh, I don't. It's, I, it's a big bubble, but yeah. even the name Botcon is fucking funny and clever. And especially now with everyone name. knowing what a con is, it's like it's the best convention name of all time. Honestly, so it's really good. Can't you can't beat it? Did you have any closing thoughts, Christian? I, he opened. I was first. I read the letter. He read the letter. Well, I know, she she already, did, you read a letter. Read you didn't give opinions. I, I, didn't I know did. I said we, we got all the stuff that they promised. Just it, it took a while, and it's okay. I think there's room for a show. I hope the new BotCon goes well. I wish them all the best. We'll see. Fan. Fan. Should we have Sergio weigh in? The fact that that's a word that we all spoof shows how... The lack of my faith in their ability to produce a fucking fan convention. That shows the lasting impact of Hascon. Family Hascon. Yeah. In the military, there's there's a thing called Hascons, H-A-Z, and it's a hazard condition. And you don't want to have... (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect note to end this on. Um, So I I was going to mention, since Rob interrupted me before, uh, Book Club... Uh, R.A.D. 35 and um, what was the other one? Punishment. Um, so check that out. That is Sunday nights at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central on the TF Talk Discord. Uh, so everyone will be uh, talking it up about um, those books. Uh, Thursday night, we are going to have microcasters. Uh, I believe this week, Christian, we're doing deep cover. Is that right? Deep cover and deep cover. Yes. What a porno sounding name. So <laughs> so come uh, come join us on the um, TF Talk Facebook page. We'll be live at 930 Eastern, 830 Central. Um, yeah, and then um, join join Rick whenever he feels like sending me a video. I'll put it up. So <laughs> it'll be Friday <laughs> or Saturday or something like that. So and I, I am going to throw in something. You know, if you guys like this show and the shows that air on this channel and what we've talked about in this show, you know, what would be really cool is if you went down there and liked and subscribed to this channel, smash oh, yeah. that subscribe button. Smash smash it. It. Slap that like button. You know what? And also try out rage shadow legends. <laughs> Warhammer smash that like button. Oh boy! It's proven that like being cheesy and asking people to sub and like your videos literally works, and we should actually start the show with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, we never do, remember. I never think about doing it, it two hours in. I did super. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> I did this show for nearly ten years, and I did not do that, and I regret every show that I didn't do that on. Dude, but well, seriously, up my wallet. I kept telling myself, oh, "Fuck, I need to say that at the beginning," and then I get in the show and I completely forget every time. Yeah. Well, when, uh, and, and Lucas can attest. Whenever you're 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 on air and you're you're you got all these things going on and you're live, the, your your memory just becomes Swiss cheese. Uh, <laughs> I know this for a fact. Let's talk but, shop after we've closed down the show. Yes, but, but seriously, good, though, good, seriously, good night, audience. We love if it. you like see it, you next week. subscribe and like and share. There you go. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we'll mama. see you next week. Bye. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast 
at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. <laughs>